Welcome to Material, a show about the Google and Android universe. My name is Yasmin Evian, and joining me, we have Andy Anako and Russell Ivanovic. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Hello, Yasmin. I'm ready to play the feud. Are we not playing the feud today? I don't even know what the feud is. You're going to have to fill me in here. What is the feud? Sounds like we're not playing the feud today. Frankly, most most of my prep, most of my preparation was for Family Feud. I thought that we'd be buzzing in uh. and trying to predict what the audience said in response to a question. I'm a little bit off my game, but that's okay. Uh, don't call on me first, but I'm sure I'll have something to say. I'm sorry. Continue. So yeah, I've just been watching the IT crowds. So I was ready for the uh, the countdown. I was keen to win the the countdown teapot. So we had some pretty exciting news last week. We launched. Hey. Yay! Woo! Who's number one? Who's number one? These people. Turns out they don't even check for a podcasting license. They just let you do it. It's like owning a <laughs> casino in Las Vegas. They don't want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, our listeners made us the number one trending podcast on Pocket Cast, which was pretty awesome. Thank you, listeners. That's actually the one chart in Pocket Cast I can't mess with. That's that's real live data. <laughs> you mean Pocket Casts? <laughs> someone on uh, the that's one bit of twitter uh, twitter feedback we got someone was actually trying to cash in on the the pocket cast i think we're gonna have to uh put a moratorium on the the amount of checks i can write i'm all out of checks people there are no more pocket cast checks available i'm so sorry we've said it so much that rusty is now broke (laughs) i did get some giant novelty checks printed though so that's pretty cool people listening will think that oh how isn't that interesting that you know one of the one of the the hosts of the show is like the head of Pocket Cast and we happen to be the number one show on Pocket Cast? Okay, now you'll either you'll either convince that this entire thing is on the level or that we are so well funded we've got our Series A money in place that we can spread the Smolians around to the iTunes podcast database directory uh, because we did score a new and notable podcast there too. So. Now, you'll, if you, we, this isn't a video podcast, you can't see the status of our offices and how we're dressed. If you did, you would know that, okay, this must be on the up and up. They don't have enough money to buy off uh, both, <laughs> well, both the Pocket Cast people and iTunes. They could probably buy off iTunes, but looking at the, the, the state of Russell's office, goodness gracious, it's like <laughs> Trump would back away and say, wow, my office looks like a trailer park. I am withdrawing from the presidential election because clearly I do not have the game that Russell has. I mean, some people told me that buying a golden TV made of actual gold was a bad idea, but I don't think it is. I think it actually enhances the picture quality. Every single little connector is made of gold. Those digital bits travel so much faster. You you just can't. I mean, you can't pay. For, I mean, Michael, you can't put a price. Michael on Jackson. It. Michael Jackson could afford to have one giraffe on his estate. You've got three just in your office. My <laughs> God. Yeah. So that's uh, I mean, Molly, Davo, and uh, Kevin. They're, they're my three giraffes. There you go. They're good. They keep it nice and quiet, which is good. Unlike Yasmin's chickens. Well, <laughs> I, I do think it's kind of tacky. Me, the giraffes, anyway. Why do you have them dressed in leopard skins? I, I'm, I'm going to trust you that they're not real leopard skins, but that's that seems like this kind of flaunty. Oh, look, 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 look. The, the leopards are already dead. That that's that's my excuse. Is that I didn't kill the leopards. We didn't set out to kill the leopards. You know, they're already they died of old age, and you know, you got to you got to respect the leopard. I think we can go into the selling bed business. Uh, I know you guys saw a tweet that we broke a bed. I think we broke two beds. I think you'd have to explain that one, yes. Is that the count? (laughs) So, so, you know, I was sitting down on my couch uh, reading all the Twitter notifications, and I get this tweet, and someone is saying, amazing, 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 exclamation point. Think I broke my bed jumping up and down. Mike, you're you're a legend, exclamation point, times three. Someone was really excited when Material Podcast was released, and I can't say I blame them. (laughs) <laughs> I think Rusty, I think they they messaged you individually and told you they had broke another bed. So Yeah, I mean I, I'm not sure how many beds this guy has in his house, but he's I think he's broken a good 50 to 60% of them. And I think at first I'm like, well, he must be waking up in the morning like most of us do. He probably grabbed his phone and he's just scrolling through his Twitter stream. Got really excited starting jumping up and down. But the part I'm struggling with is did he then go to other bits of his house and then also jump up and down on those beds? Like how long did this excitement go for? You know, we need to know. I think he was going room to room and jumping bed to bed and just breaking all of them. If I think we need to hear from him. In my imaginary scenario here, what he's done is actually lined up six beds in a row. Have you ever tried this? You separate <laughs> them by about a meter and then you try and see if you can just one bounce from each bed to bed to bed to bed until you get all the way to the other side. 
And I think he did that and broke every single one on the way. Russell, do they have bed arrest over there? Bed arrest? Because it's possible that he was like, his, he committed like a misdemeanor bordering on a felony and he was like arrested. He was, he was sentenced to basically stay in bed, to stay within the confines of the mattress. It's possible that he was trying to work around the system to get some daylight. I'm not saying it's not. A, I'm not saying it's not a lovely compliment. I'm saying that it might. We might be, you know, aiding and abetting, which is great for for Yasmin and us because we're like beyond extradition. You might, however. Yeah, Russell's out of luck. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I have koalas for protection though, so we should be all right. Mm-hmm. I'll send you some chickens too, Russell. They'll take care of of you and robot laser chickens. The la- I can neither confirm nor deny that they have. Oh, sorry, uh, I forgot. NDA. I understand. My <laughs> bad. One of the other things of feedback is that they wanted Yasmin, that's me, uh, to take charge and kind of direction of the conversation and be the host. And um, I can't really say blame them. You know, I too like the sound of my own voice. I, I got to ask Yasmin. I mean, <laughs> evian.yasmin at gmail.com. Was that you? This, this person that wrote uh, in? I mean, it seems suspiciously no. like your name just reversed. I. I have no idea who that could be. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't care. I'm all for this because I work best when I'm rebelling against an authority figure and undermining said authority <laughs> figure's power. So that's like that's like the creative floodgates have just opened that weren't there for the first couple of shows. So I'm I'm all for this. This is this is a dangerous precedent, but I think what should we we should do today is is let Yasmin host the show and just see what happens. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we not, want to give into every no, single listener that, demand ever, but this seems like a good that's, one. That's, to, that's, uh, enti- that's entirely the wrong attitude. We're not letting her. Uh, host the show. Uh, we are acknowledging her power and her, her her responsibility and her duty. Exactly. Although, you know, I think it's just going to go all to my head and I'm just going to become this powerful dictator. And then if Andy and Russell are saying something that I don't like, I'm just going to mute them, you know? <laughs> Press just, the button. Or just hold up a hand. Be. No one can see the video. <laughs> I just hold up a hand. <laughs> hold up a hand over the camera and you're like, no, your, your time talking is finished. It's done. It's awesome. I'll be, like, I'll be like Che Guevara, only I will lock up the t-shirt rights before I lead the revolution. Uh, but we do want to say thank you for all the feedback from all our listeners. Yes. Um, some of the best feedback was, you know, hearing from Apple users um, saying, hey, we're not really into Google or Android, but we really enjoyed hearing you guys speak and kind of share about this topic. And so we appreciate that. And we appreciate all of our listeners and those also who are Android fans. We we love you, too. So Thank you so much. Keep the feedback coming. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. And we read every tweet, you know, every favorite we see. Really? Every It's like a little star in our heart. <laughs> a so, little star in our heart. A little, dro- <laughs> little, little star. A little droplet of moonbeam in our damp and dreary lives. <laughs> and we will have uh, email addresses for you and for you to contact us at the end of the show. So absolutely. Thank you. I'm sorry I called you yeah. droplets of moonbeams. If you don't if you don't feel like a moonbeam, you don't have to go with that. You you may as, as a matter of fact, you can email me email us with your suggestions on what you how you see yourselves uh, allegorically in relationship to the show. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. You know, one of the topics that I really want to talk about is uh, one of my favorite items, which is Android wear and wearables. So I'd love to kind of jump into this discussion with you guys. Kind of, I want to know how it's changed your life, if at all. And uh, we're kind of going to discuss how it's different from Apple Watch and just kind of talk about some things that we enjoy and uh, just kind of share our experience. So one of the ways that kind of uh, Android Wear, having a, a watch that can read my notifications on my wrist, is that I can leave my phone in my purse when I'm on a date with my husband and I can just kind of, you know, swipe the notifications uh, on my watch and I can see, hey, it's a text message from our babysitter. We should probably respond to her or, hey, no, someone just uh, toasted you on untapped for, for your beer check in, which is equally important to me, you know. But uh, it's, no, the, it's a good thing to kind of know. I've checked in. The house is on fire. I've checked in. I will go over the checked in. Yeah, yeah. You make, it sound oh, like you make it sound like they're poking you with a stick to make sure you're still alive. <laughs> like, oh my God, she 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 won the bar. She won the won the Barney Gumble badge and untapped. Let's. I I think I saw the left eye twitch, but that could actually be worse <laughs> if it's neurological damage. Oh my, yeah, all my friends are checking in and saying, "Hey, Yasmin, you've kind of had too many beers. Are you okay? Please." Please get back to us. I'm going to give you a quick logic <laughs> puzzle, Yasmin. You're going to text back what the lowest factor <laughs> of prime numbers that is this non-prime number. So, Andy, I'd love to hear a kind of your life with Android Wear. Tell us, Andy. Well, um, I've had the I get the chance to play with pretty much every wearable right now. I'm finishing up my review of Apple Watch. That's on my wrist right now. But it's definitely my favorite of all the ones that I've been trying. Uh, and 
I have to say, though, that about uh, 50 to 60 percent of all the features of all these watches I've tried, they're the same sort of level of attraction, which is like you were saying, is mean, just the ability to get notifications right on your wrist, the ability to keep your phone like in your pocket or your purse and not have to take it out every single darn time you want to use something. It's uh, for, for me, the, the biggest impact is it's hard to, for me to really appreciate exactly how much of a penalty the phone costs me in terms of distraction until the phone is no longer distracting me. Because there's so many times when, especially when I'm like in New York or whatever for the day, just for a meeting, where I just want to pull up an Evernote just to get what are my meeting details, or I just want to know what's the address and how do I get there. And the number of things you have to do to your phone to get access to that information, it takes you three seconds to learn the thing you wanted to learn, but then it takes 12 to 20 seconds of gatekeeping between unlocking it and launching the right app. And in the meantime, you are, when you take your phone in your pocket, you see like 18 different notifications of different app things, different email things that are taking your attention away. Whereas you took this device out of your pocket with this just pure impulse, all I want to do is confirm that I'm the, the I'm, I need to, the person I'm meeting with is, is Josh. And if I've got eight minutes before the meeting, I need to repeat the word Josh in my head every three seconds so that I can remember the name Josh when I meet when I meet Josh finally and say, hi, Josh. I'm Andy. Nice to meet you, Josh. So it looks like I'm prepared for the interview. But by the time you get to that information, you've been distracted so many times, you've lost the purity of that of that uh, of that errand. And now your your head is filled with like 18 different things that the phone is showing you. And you just don't know how much this costs you until suddenly you're wearing this watch on your wrist that defends you from all this sort of thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the differences between uh, the Apple Watch and Android Wear and others uh, later on in the show. But that's the thing I really, really love about the character of Android Wear. It just its job is to protect me from my phone, and I feel very, very protected when I use Android Wear. I, I think the interesting thing for me about um, these platforms is I'm the same as Andy. Like, I'm not actually a reviewer, so I have no excuse to to own all these different watches. But I think I have every single Android Wear watch except the one you wear. Yasmin, the uh, what is it? The what is that thing again? Aces uh, Zen Watch. Yeah, the Zen Watch is the the one I don't have. That's the one missing from my collection. But I think it's interesting to see that this is the uh, this is one case, unlike Android, where Google has actually controlled the entire operating system experience. So they they set the user interface. You know, they set the update schedules. They control a lot more of it than they do in the Android space. You know, everything is is Google dictated, and then the manufacturers get to customize. You know, obviously what the watch looks like. And they get to add like a few of their watch faces. I think for me, like having again tried Android Wear, having tried the Apple Watch, I I love the notifications. I love just having you know I used to have that experience where my pocket buzzes, and I, I know in an ideal scenario I should turn all notifications off and you know live the live the dream life of never being contacted by the digital world. But I, I had that thing, you know, my pockets vibrating. I'm like, why is my pocket vibrating? You know, that could be a really important you know text message from someone I care about, or it could be just some random notification so inevitably curiosity would get the better of you you'd pull your the phone out and be like oh don't need to deal with that phone goes back in but you know with android wear it's just okay that's the notification i can deal with it i cannot i guess the problem for me is like it for me at least it doesn't go much further than that like i love having notifications on there i love being able to you know quickly respond to things but i don't tend to use any of the apps i don't know do you guys get into the the app ecosystem at all yeah, but it's you know it's the same thing is really true with the Apple Watch that I've been wearing for the past month and a half. For me, the focus isn't really on apps. It really is, to me, the, the antithesis of apps, really. Uh, and what I love about Android Wear is just uh, I've I'm not someone who's ever stopped wearing a wristwatch. I'm not I'm not one of the youngs who disdains such such bourgeois things such as as wristwatches. Uh, and so I still am in the habit of x number of times a day checking checking my wrist to see what time it is i love the fact that there's just these incidental little nuggets of information on the screen when i just need to check what time it is or do i need to leave the house now to make to, to leave to get make my train or, or how other things are going uh, and the way that Android Wear is able to put the card for whatever piece of information it thinks i'm gonna need on the screen not covering anything up but just indicating oh by the way I think that you're going to want to know that the track that's currently playing uh, on your on your phone as you're taking this constitutional is this and give the opportunity to pause the playback if you want to. Uh, the, the ability to simply get incidental information like that, like boarding gate information, uh, like weather information, that's the real big win of it. Because uh, so there are times when I don't, just, just like you, Russell, you, hear, you feel a buzz 
you don't know which app it is that has told that wants to get your attention and maybe you're even in a place where it's going to be rude for me to check my watch for any reason whatsoever and maybe you've forgotten about it by that time uh, but you still well, the next time you check your watch you see the notification of a text message that just came in or this alarm or this alert that you had set to remind yourself uh, and th so really it's not apps I think that if you have to keep twiddling with the screen and whatever buttons are on the side of the thing to get information out of it I can do that on my phone. And so it's just not a really good solution for a watch. So it's not really an app sort of thing. It really is a notification sort of thing. And I think that the watch operating system that decides to make notifications as rich and action actionable and as app-like as possible is the one that's at least going to have an early lead in usability. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I feel as well. And it, it's interesting because, Yasmin, I think you were mentioning that you, you use more apps than, than Andy and I do. Like, I, I think both of us tend to go for our phone if there's something we actually want to interact with, but you were saying that you do it slightly differently? Yeah, uh, one of the apps that I use, I would say pretty heavily on my watch is actually Todoist. And I use that for um, one of the main things is shopping list. So I can just have the, my shopping list on my watch as I'm walking around the store. And as I'm going through the store, if I grab one of the items that I'm shopping for, I can just mark it as complete. Or even one of the things I used was I was meeting with a client and I had a list of checklists of items that we needed to kind of go over. And I added notes to those uh, checklists. So the cool thing about the Todoist app on Android Wear is that if you swipe, it lets you see any notes that you wrote down. Or you can also snooze in the, the task or, you know, mark it as complete. So it's actually like a really nice way to kind of see some information without having to be, uh, you know, have your face in the phone. Um, I found some clients that kind of kind of find that kind of rude. I usually love to just kind of take notes on a regular notebook, um, you know. So having the Todoist app on my watch is, is a fun way to kind of merge the two digital and analog uh, world. Well, that's, that's the other interesting thing about it is I think smartphones are fairly common now. If someone pulls out a smartphone in a bus or in a meeting or you know at a coffee shop, people don't go, oh, my goodness, is that, is that a smartphone? But I think smartwatches are still, you know, it's very early days. So, I mean, how have you noticed much reaction to people, you know, looking at you, glancing at your watch? Because I've had it a few times where I'll get a notification, you know, I'll be out for coffee with my brother or something. And I just quickly glance down and I'll be like, okay, that's, that's something I don't need to deal with. And he's asked me a few times now. He's like, is there somewhere you need to be? Like, uh, you know, do you, do you have a meeting you need to get to? I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. Like I'm just getting, um, you know, notifications on my watch. So it's, a, it's an interesting sort of shift. And I don't know what you two think, but it's, it could take some time before people are even comfortable with, you know, just glancing at your watch. Because for the longest time that has, you know, meant that, hey, I need to be somewhere. I'm checking the time. And, you know, I have, to, I have to leave, basically. That's that's the signal. I'm looking at my watch. That means I need to be somewhere. Well, not, necess not even necessarily. It's it's nice that uh, the rules of society tend to adapt to change to uh, to incorporate the behavior that uh, that gets added on to society. I mean, the wristwatch was not always there. It was, uh, it was It came to be around World War One, a little after that. Because it was a practical thing that was needed at the time, and that became and sort of made the transition into uh, into actual use. And yes, it does seem rude to check your watch to as if to to create the impression that hey, I'm not really involved in what's going on here. I'm really my mind is on the next thing I need to be at. But nonetheless, it uh, morphed a little bit over time, where now there's a way to send a social cue that says that I'm not stopping this conversation. I'm making no motion to leave. However, I'm sending a cue that. I've got a hard out at some time. There's something that's time sensitive that's going on I need to keep an eye on. And if you're sensitive to social cues, that's your ability to, after you're having this conversation, when you see an opening, to say, oh, by the way, do you have to do, is, is it okay if we, we talk for a little bit more or do you need to go someplace? Which is not, do you need to go someplace? You have something better to go to? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very thoughtful <laughs> gesture. Even phones, really, even phones are like that. I, I find that, uh, like, in my social group, we're all nerds and we all have phones. Uh, and most of us are also like self-employed in the nerd in industry. And so if we're getting together for lunch, we have our phones out on the table, which to a third party might say, oh, isn't that horrible? You see, they're out, but they're not really here because they're really – look, they're they're concentrating on their beep boops. When actually <laughs> the subtle message that we all understand is that – there is actually work I need to do. There's actually a meeting I've got coming up really, really soon. There's actually, uh, actually filed a column about an hour before I left, and I have to be aware if my editor has a problem and I need to do some fixes. However, 
rather than cancel this lunch that I was really looking forward to, I'd much rather just have this little you know, this little warning device next to here on the plate so that I can still keep, be here and still be with my friends for lunch. So it, there, there are ways to be really rude with this technology, and then there are ways to use it uh, in ways that really communicate that uh, I am still part of a, of a social group. Like that, that, that practiced, studied, uh, you know, you check your watch – see a notification, and then make that little eyebrow waggle that says, yes, somebody wants my attention, but that's not nearly as important as being here and having lunch with you. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you guys buy, buy that because I, I, I pull that, that kind of crap on people all the time when actually I'm just saying, okay, so I'm going to start winding this down because I will literally cut my own foot off to get out of this <laughs> conversation if it lasts another two minutes and ten seconds. So That, that used to be the domain of the, uh, the fake phone call. Okay. Ask me to uh, text my mom. Tell her to text me so she can get me out of this blind date. No, just kidding. <laughs> that, that brings us to an interesting point. Do, do either of you talk to your watches? Jasmine? I, I, yeah. You know, me and my watch, uh, we we have special time where we talk to each other. Um, no, uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually do talk to my watch pretty often. Um, usually, with, when it's uh, it's when I'm in the car, so it's a little bit less um, in, awkward because it's not in public. Uh, I'll usually, you know, when I'm driving home from work, I'll send, I'll say, okay, uh, text my husband, hey, are you, what time are you coming home? So it's just kind of a quick way to say, to find out, hey, what time is my husband coming home? Or if I need to send a message to someone while I'm driving to meet him up, like, hey, I'm on my way, see you soon. Uh, so it's a it's a quick way to just kind of do uh, something with, with voice while you're driving that you don't have to get your phone out of your pocket to kind of do that. Um, because of the Google Now integration, I, I use it a lot for like, if I have to remember to do something when I get home, I'll ask, okay, I won't say the word again, because I bet all of your phones and devices are going off. But I'll say, I'll I was, ask I was just saying, maybe, maybe, maybe just to be safe, <laughs> let's for now on, whenever we're going to say that, we're going to just say, okay, pocket casts instead. <laughs> so as you would say, okay, pocket casts set a timer. Okay, pocket casts remind me to pick up milk. No, we, we can't do that either because we have a secret unreleased feature that uh, <laughs> we'll get triggered by that. What about OK Material? Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I say, OK Material, remind me when I'm home to blah, blah, blah. And so it's just a quick way. Uh, I, I don't know about both of you, but if I don't write something down, I have probably going to forget about it. So it's kind of a quick way to take notes and just keep track of stuff. Yeah, that's that's a killer feature of pretty much everything that every device that I've used like that. The most important feature to me is that voice activation because again, for me, it's it's about not having to use this little device with a 1.25 inch screen as though it's a smartphone and really interact with it. I want the most efficient and quick way to get at that one feature I want. Uh, and uh, the thing that I miss the most, hands down, and this is the second time I'm mentioning this, is Evernote. Because uh, the, I love how Android Wear lets you uh, lets developers sort of plug in a little bit to the voice command system of Android Wear. So I will just say, as I'm walking along, I will just say, you know, okay, Guillermo, uh, take a note. <laughs> Remember that the first paragraph of the MacBook review should talk about X, Y, and Z. And then I don't even have to do any sort of confirmation. I just simply lower my wrist. Like I'll watch the the the, the text, uh, the speech turn into text on the screen for a second just to make sure it got it all correctly, and then just simply lower my wrist, and it actually works. Which is which was why it was hysterically funny my first couple of days with the Apple Watch because at this point, after like seven or eight months, that's how I take notes. Even if I've got a phone handy, even if I have like a computer handy, it's just so I do nothing but simply raise my wrist and say the keyboard, and then say the note that I want to take. That's it. It gets drilled all the way into the cloud and deposited right where I want it to go without any further ado. And so imagine me like my first couple of days with Apple Watch and uh, for the first two or three days I'm testing out something new. It's nothing but notes, 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 observations, things that I really liked, surface, surface impressions, things that really are confusing me. And of course, I've got the Evernote app for Apple Watch and I'm trying to use it. But to make that happen, it doesn't plug into Siri. So I actually have to like push some buttons and get launch the Evernote app, then push another button to take a note and then speak the note. And then it doesn't simply save it. I have to like scroll down to uh, have to uncover the button that says, OK, definitely save that. And it's like, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. My God, <laughs> what have I done? 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, that it's, there's there's so many simple things like voice commands, voice commands, voice commands. You can have, I think you can have a watch with a black and white LCD screen and or even even a fixed analog face not even a, a digital analog face i mean it actually has a swiss movement but all it does is it has a, a microphone and a hookup into google now or siri and then just a simple led light that uh, lights up in a specific color to communicate back that okay i'm listening and then okay i got the thing that you said prepare to get back whatever it is that your answer you were trying to get i think it's interesting to compare the the two platforms as well because um it's the way I look at it, and it's it's a very high level kind of look, and I know you can sort of poke holes with it, but it seems like Google took Google Now and they shrunk it onto a watch. So a lot of the times you have little cards appear down the bottom, and um, you know you swipe those up to get more information. They'll just sort of sit there below the watch face, and then you look at the the Apple Watch, and that's almost like Apple took iOS, you know, removed bits from it, and then shrunk it down onto your watch. So it's a lot more, you know, about pulling up for notifications. You sorry down for notifications up for glances you know tap tap once to get to your friends tap once to get to your your list of apps and it's interesting to see the the two different approaches like i think at the moment the the two things are better for different things like i find the thing i really like about android wear over apple watch is like you said andy earlier is that the notification just sit down the bottom so they're not actually covering um, your watch face you can kind of see the one it thinks is the most important at all times and then if you no longer think that's important or you've dealt with it, you know, you just swipe it away. And then the next one slides into view. Whereas on the Apple Watch, you know, you've got the concept that you've got your watch face and there's just a little red dot like in the top. And I don't know what that's saying. That's saying, hey, you have some kind of notification that yeah. that you've missed and haven't dealt with. But then you have to go pull down and you're like, okay, is this important? Is it not? Okay, it's not. You know, dismiss. And now I've, I've had, you know, two or three taps before I figured out. What is what is the thing my watch is trying to tell me about? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I think that the, the differences between the two, I mean, I, I, it's unfair really to make any real pronouncements about Apple Watch because you forget you forget how bad Android was on the day that it was released. It was it was not really good. The it, the the core concept of porting Google now onto the wrist was there, but the functionality wasn't really there. Um, I only started wearing uh, an Android Wear watch every day when I got the Moto uh, 360, which was several months after it was first released. And even even there, it wasn't until the first major OS update about a month later that things really started to click in with it. Uh, and it's going to be a whole new game when Watch OS 2.0 from Apple is released uh, in October. And now developers can actually do things like write apps that run natively on the watch instead of having to communicate very, very slowly with, uh, with a phone that's in your pocket. It, when it can do things like put, they have these things called complications, which are, I, I think they just should have called them digital dinguses, you know, in the corners <laughs> of the screen. So if you want, just have a little indicator that an app, an app can basically project a little indicator in a corner to give you some sort of indication of what's going on in this piece of information that you want to keep track on, whether it's a calendar app or something like that. The third party apps will be able to do stuff like that on and on and on. It's going to be really, really a, a higher level sort of thing. I've, uh, I've, wish that uh, Android Wear were, were more polished. It's very, very functional. I love its approach, but it's not terribly polished in the way that it goes. Um, what I love the most about it is the simple fact that it it has a point of view, and that point of view is that this is a wristwatch. You're, its purpose is you are going to look at it to get a piece of information that will take no more than five seconds to collect, and then you're going to put your wrist down again. Whereas Apple, I don't think they're really put, they're putting a, a phone on your wrist but they really do want to be a lot more ambitious than that. They really do want to make this into a platform for apps, which in 1.0 makes it look a lot more confusing than Android Wear, makes it look run a lot more slowly than Android Wear. But the whole point is to use this differently than you do a phone, not to have 100 different apps, but have three killer apps on this thing. Like I can imagine having a really good version of Evernote on this that's can do so much that can make sure that I almost never have to take out my phone to retrieve or post a note uh, or a weather app that is predicting what I want to do and gets things done the way I want it. And even you know, I, I was saying that one of the things I like about Android Wear is that how it defends me from my phone. It could be that we're moving towards a day where uh, the uh, I, I think that the Apple Watch is more likely than Android Wear right now to be the device that I will definitely not leave the house without my Apple Watch, but sometimes I can leave my house without the phone. Uh, and that's it, it, whether that's a good idea or not. I think Apple Watch is the one that has that sort of ambition. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that's the case. I think the 
The two other interesting differences in the approach is that currently Android Wear has the concept of a, an ambient mode. And what that means is, you know, I, I pull up my watch, I'm looking at it now. You know, a few seconds later, if I haven't done anything, it'll go into the this kind of dim mode so that you can always see, you know, what the time is and what your latest notification is. Whereas Apple's gone for the the approach of is your watch is on or it's off. You know, the screen is either lit up or it's it's completely black. And the other one that goes along with that is the the watch faces. So I find you know Android where you can you can buy watch faces from the store. You can you know download them. Apple just has the ones that they ship with. But what I find is that a lot of the Apple ones tend to be a little bit more elegant because they've gone for the use of, you know, just solid black in all their backgrounds. So they've both got OLED screens and you're looking at it and, you know, if you have solid black on the background, then it kind of blends into whatever bezel you've got. Whereas a lot of the Android ones, I'm not sure for what reason, but they're they're very colourful. So, you know, so there's whites and there's pinks and there's greens and, you know, the on state will just be super bright colours and then the off state will be those kind of like blacks and greys. You need some colour in your life, Russell. To brighten up your <laughs> day. Do you yeah. do you two have any uh, watch faces that that you prefer to use, like on Android Wear? Yeah, well, I love kind of messing around with uh, watch faces just to kind of see what ideas they're bringing. Uh, one of the ones that kind of has my attention right now is called Fit Cat, which is a cat that changes activities. So when you uh, depending on how much you exercise, so in the morning. The cat's going to be sleeping, and as you walk around your day, the cat's going to start doing some other things like knitting or, you know, playing with the ball. Actually, I don't think it knits, <laughs> but it does surf. The cat uh-huh. does surf um, and lift weights. And so it's kind of a fun little game of you're almost taking care of your cat by exercising. And the more you move, the more fun things your cat can do. Um, so that's a really creative, uh, fun little watch face that I've been playing with. Uh, and the illustrations are actually uh, really nice. Uh, I met the developer, developer and illustrator at uh, I.O., and they're pretty awesome women. So you guys should all check out FitCat. I really like that watch face. Okay, I, like, I like that idea. So the more exercise you do, the, the cat does different things, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Nice. That, that's, that's another sort of defining difference for now between Android Wear and uh, an Apple Watch. The, the watch faces on Apple Watch are really very boring, I think they they range from in my t- in my taste they range from cluttered to okay. I once bought a Timex Indiglow analog watch from a drugstore that was looked pretty much like that. Well, well done. Um, I, I think it comes from Apple being really conservative about battery life for this first release before before they release they they send this out into three or four million initial buyers. They don't know how long that battery is going to last after their first, you know, seed of uh, people who work for Apple using them. So maybe they want to be really, really conservative. That we're not going to. It's a, it's an OLED screen. So the more pixels you light up, the more power it's drawing. If you have stuff like lots of flashy animations, uh, that's going to cost uh, power too. So let's at least for this first round have some really, really simple screens uh, and nothing, uh, nothing more attractive than that. Which is a darn shame because this is one of the things that the Moto 360 taught me is that uh, smartwatches are just fun just as fun watches you know just to have this piece of changeable artwork on your wrist uh, like my favorite traditional watch face is actually this thing called uh, space and time which is just a colorful rocket ship as the second hand of a uh, of a numerical uh, watch that is uh, where the numbers are just projected on a planet that the that the rocket ship is orbiting, and occasionally there are little meteors that shoot from left to right, and there are other planets that seem to be. It's not it's not like astro- astronomical. It's just they seem to be moving over the course of the day during ways that you just notice but don't really figure out. And so it's just a really pleasant thing to look at when you're racing through an airport, not knowing if you're going to make this flight, not knowing if you're going to be there in time for the conference where you're supposed to be speaking in eight hours. It's just oh look. Rocket ships. I'm slightly less stressed out. <laughs> Still really stressed out, but at least slightly less stressed out. As it's gonna. I mean, the the Apple Watch. I think is gonna be something less than what it could be until third party developers get to start creating their own watch faces. And the other thing is, like, just like just like FitCat, you 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 check the time. It's gonna give you incidental information. Just by virtue of the fact that if this is a screen that they can paint anything on, we had this really horrible uh, winter in the Northeast. You probably heard about it. Uh, matter of fact, it was so bad during the month of uh, February where we got 
about a hundred inches of snow and not almost not a single day where it wasn't below freezing. It was so bad that I'm not making this up. There was a news story in the Boston papers about that. There is still a 12 foot high mound of plowed snow in this industrial district where they're just dumping <laughs> snow because they had no place to put it, that's still melting. And so if you, you know, if you lost a bicycle, you know, in February, by August, maybe you should go to this little district and maybe you'll be able to find it finally when it's un- when it's you know, there's there's, there's gonna be like caveman remains in this thing. It's it's just amazing. But it was so it, the weather was so bad that uh it was every single time that you're planning anything had to come down to am i absolutely sure it's not going to start snowing again by the time i'm i think i'm about to leave the house and so i for the entire month i was wearing a watch face called insta weather that has several different options on it but they're all just they tell you the time but a really also detailed weather graph not just little icon of the snow little icon of it's like no here's from two three four five six p.m or here's a graph showing what participation is going to be like where Again, it's 1 p.m. I'm just checking the time and then saying, "Oh God, I I, I need to I need to go to Staples to like uh, to mail some stuff up, but I'm going to have to go right now if I want that to happen anytime in the next two days." So those I mean those are the things that really show off Android Wear. Just I love these little apps that are they're watches, but they show off great information. If, if ever I would love if, if Evernote came up with an app like that. Uh, as well, where uh, it's great right now. They they have this really great idea. I was talking to the developer uh, of Evernote, uh, and he uh, this is the same developer that also created the same version for uh, for the Pebble Watch, uh, and he put in this really cool trick where Evernote figures out or assumes that whatever the last note you were viewing on the phone, the fact that you were viewing that means it might be important. So why don't we just throw a Google Now card for that? onto the watch face. And so it's going to be there like in your little scrolling list of things. Uh, And I would love it if uh, for so many days, especially like travel days or meeting days, I would definitely use the Evernote watch face where the background is just here is the last note you were looking at, whatever it is. Or if I set a reminder through Evernote, here's what it is right now, or set something that's location based, that when I'm within two blocks of this place that I've already told you I'm having a meeting, that's where I want you to have all the contact information and the subject and all that sort of stuff. So it's 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 exciting stuff. It makes it makes it more you. It makes it more fun than having this. Oh look, a sans serif white face on a black background. Now, how very Eastern German, nineteen seventy one of you, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the the only other thing we we haven't really covered is the the fitness aspect of it. So oh, both um, Google and Apple, you know, they have the concept of. I think Google has a an app called Fit. Is that what it's called? Google Fit. Apple mm-hmm. has one called Health, and the idea is that. Your watch is another sensor for that. So it picks up, you know, step information. It picks up, I think, maybe even altimeter-based stuff and, you know, how it's moving. And it tries to to build a profile of, you know, have you been active today? Have you not been? I think the, the Apple Watch even goes the extra step of saying, stand up, you know, sit down, stand up. <laughs> I, I find personally that, um, you know, I, I like to see how active I've been. I like to see how many steps I've taken. But I don't particularly, you know, go out of my way to fill any sort of activity rings or anything like that. What What about you, Yasmin? Yeah, I like I said, I like uh, the app FitCat, so that's kind of a fun little way to exercise. Um, I don't really check so much on uh, Google Fit or even ZenWatch has their own kind of health monitor. Uh, but when I do, you know, break my my steps, uh, I love the little noise uh, notification that. Google Fit does. It's I don't know if you guys heard it, but it's just this like really friendly like <laughs> doom. I don't know like you did it, yay! You met your steps, um, <laughs> and so that's kind of a fun little thing because I never really checked my steps on my phone, but now that it's on my watch, you know, it's just something that's that's there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of watch faces that incorporate the steps. It's not something that I usually um, focus on too much, but I know that I've seen some that kind of show you how many calories you burn, and I think that's a little bit. Uh, easier to to kind of look on and get some information from. Yeah, although I'm always disappointed that I seem to burn more calories just sitting down than I do actually exercising. <laughs> I don't know how calories work, but it's really weird. It's like, yeah, you you burnt like 1,400 calories doing absolutely nothing. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Maybe you, maybe you just shake a lot when you're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of debate, particularly after Apple shipped Apple Watch, about how these devices calculate calories. Uh, f- part of them is that 
it's just using the the motion sensor to say okay there's motion 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 also it's it's a heart rate sensor so it's going to check what your heart rate is but it doesn't factor in what muscles are you using and how are you using them so like if you're using uh, like if you're doing like roller sports like if you're doing roller derby or if you're skating or if you're biking it doesn't understand that you are actually really really exerting yourself even if your your pulse rate is not right there even if you're not if you're not you're not jiggling the watch as much as you might if you were like running or chasing down burglars in the in, in Gotham City or something like that uh, <laughs> but that's that, that really is like one of the killer features there's you don't understand. You need to have numbers in order to really un- get a picture of like what your fitness level is, or r- rather your activity level is. Uh, I, this uh, I was so grateful to Microsoft Band, which has a really nice sleep tracker built into it, and that was the one about a month ago that really reminded me that yeah, here's how much you're not sleeping from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and because you're it's uh, my my usual mode is oh well I'll just you know after dinner I'll just go back to work and whenever I finish it that's when I go to bed and now it's four a.m. and then but I got to uh, have to leave the house at like eight thirty. Uh, to go to go to meeting and now I just oh well that's okay I'll just make it up when I when I go elsewhere um, I, I like how um, uh, I like how it's all always collecting this, this information and making it available to you uh, I th- I like the way that Apple Watch handles that maybe a little bit better only because you have to really look at the at the Google Fit app to get that information it'll put a Google Now card to, to tell you how close you are to your goal but it won't it won't do stuff like Apple Watch which is to say uh, here is here is what your standing goal is and if you do this right now you'll make another step towards the progress towards that goal which is it's nice that you can turn that off if it's annoying the hell out of you but sometimes people if you if you were able to self motivate to move around maybe you wouldn't need a $400 watch to help you do that <laughs> Yeah, I would like to get some more uh, sleep data like that would be really interesting to me. But of course, the watch would be dead by the morning when I would have to use it. So <laughs> that's that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, Andy, you found uh, an article that said that was LG was coming out with a different shaped battery. I don't know whether Google is sort of encouraging this to differentiate Android Wear from Apple Watch. Uh, Motorola was the was the outlier in the first round of devices. They everyone else was the LG watch, the Samsung watch were square faces. Uh, the Asus watch has a square face. The Moto 360 was the only one that had a round face. Uh, I know that Motorola was working very very closely with Google early on to define that as a round to define the round interface uh, as an alternative. And now it seems like every time somebody introduces a new uh, a, a new watch that runs Android Wear, it's almost always a round face and not a square one. Uh, and so LG is now coming out with the most <laughs> this most dangerously radical engineering idea, which is batteries that are sort of shaped like a baseball diamond's home plate. Like it's square, but has the edges knocked off of it so that it fits better inside like a round case. You can have more like power inside a round case. Uh, and you, you never know. You like to think that there's like engineering breakthroughs of we finally found a way to inscribe silicon at a one tenth of the number of nanometers I was able to describe before. Sometimes it's like, what if we made a battery that was like roundy instead of square? <laughs> that, that, that would be useful. Why, why don't you work on that and come back to us? <laughs> that, that was the interesting thing about the the round screen as well. The the very first watch that came out with it was the Moto 360 and it had that little cutoff bit down the bottom and I'm sure they spent an insane amount of engineering effort just to get the screen round and then the one thing that everyone focused on was well you (laughs) you left that bit down the the bottom there didn't you you need to put the display driver somewhere and that's it's funny like the the amount of effort they would have gone to and then just to leave that little bit there and that's that's just how it goes sometimes. Well, I, th- well, I, th- I think it's a big win. I mean, they, they will exp- – again, I was talking to engineers at Motorola about this, and they will show you that they first started out with a, with a square, and then they decided that's not the way we want to go because we really want this to read as a wristwatch and not as a, as a device on your wrist. And then they said, okay, well, how, here's how we – here's our first cut at, uh, at a round face. And in order to hide the light sensor and hide the display driver, they had to make the bezel, like, really thick, and that looked ugly. And then finally, I, I really like that – they bit the bullet and said the only way that we want to make the watch we want to make is to bite the bullet and say we're going to have a little wedge at the bottom that is they'll, they'll call it we'll call it the slice other people will call it the flat tire or something uh, something other de- <laughs> derogatory uh, but I think that's really uh, a winning a winning factor I love the fact that when you when the screen lights up 
all you see is the digital presentation. You don't see this big, thick case around it. And the Moto 360, it's big enough on its own uh, without like adding an extra bezel around it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, the one the one that I'm wearing at the moment is the, I think it's called the LG Watch Urbane. LG are terrible at naming watches, so that, I should just put that out there. But this one, you know, doesn't have that cutoff down the bottom, but it does have an insanely large bezel. And it's, I think they've gone the extra effort. They said, well, if we're going to make, you know, this bezel that's, you know, almost the size of the watch, let's make it chrome and let's, let's make it fancy. And they, they've kind of gone that way instead. It's such a guy's watch, though. It's like such a guy's sports watch when I saw it. I, it's... I don't know. It's not a style that I that I that uh, I'm really attracted to, but I guess you know that's just me. So you've got the the Apple Watch that comes in, I think it's forty two millimeters and thirty eight millimeters, yeah. and the thirty eight one is actually for a smartwatch, not for a traditional watch. It's actually really small, and you know that's that's the one my wife wears because she has you know smaller wrists than I do. So I, me personally, I love you know having a giant watch on my wrist. That's just you know that's personal sort of fashion taste, but. You know, you put this watch on someone who has small wrists, it just looks, yeah, it looks like they're wearing a giant novelty, <laughs> you know, my, my first Fisher-Price watch on their wrist. Yeah. I had, a, I was staying with my friends when I went to IO and they are both uh, Apple Watch uh, users and I had my Zen watch, you know, and I put it up against their watches and my watch just looks ginormous and I think it's like one of the smaller mm-hmm. Android Wear watches, so yeah, they, they have a lot of work to do with that. Um, so I'm hoping the next generation is going to be smaller, which actually ZenWatch did announce uh, two smaller sizes for their next release. Um, so I'm excited for that. I probably won't upgrade my, my watch until we get maybe some NFC payment. That's kind of what I'm mostly excited and looking forward to. But as we're going to wrap this up, you know, I'm not sure if we've sold you on the idea of getting a smartwatch. Uh, so I kind of would just like to ask the question to Andy and Russell, if they could just say one thing to kind of sell you on the smartwatch, um, I want to hear what they say. And I'm going to start off with mine, is that uh, one day I, was, I came home from work and I picked up my daughter from school and we got home and I put some rice in the rice cooker and I was getting dinner ready and my daughter had her first homework assignment. And she and it was to go outside to go look at the moon and then draw the moon on her piece of paper. And she had this like moon journal. And so I put the rice in the rice cooker and I said, "Okay, let's go grab your moon journal, grab some crayons. Let's go outside. And as I walk out the front door, I close the door behind me and out of habit, I lock myself outside of my house. And my watch and my keys are inside the house and I am outside the house with my daughter and I can't get back inside. Um, So I actually use my watch to, you know, text my husband and ask him to come home because we were locked out of the house. Uh, So that is one (laughs) neat feature is because the watch was on my wrist. It wasn't in my pocket or anything. It was on my wrist. So it's something that I had on me. And so I was able to get a hold of someone. Um, I really wish that you could actually have voice conversations like the Apple Watch. That would be like really neat because I could actually get a hold of my husband and talk to him and say, hey, I'm locked out. Please come home instead of sending a text message. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my go buy a smartwatch because you don't know when you're going to be locked out. And hey, you don't know when you're <laughs> going to be able to say to your watch, OK, material, Please unlock the front door. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I mean, if someone at Google is listening, they have to turn that into an advert. You know, the poor person just got home with their kid and they've locked themselves out. And, oh, no, what do I do? Traditionally, I'd have to go knock on my neighbor's door or try and find like <laughs> another phone. But no, I have this watch. <laughs> so mine is actually a lot more mundane. Like for me, it's as, as simple as I used to have the problem that my pocket is vibrating and I don't know why and it for some psychological reason that I really need to know. And now I have it on my wrist. And the other the other one is I'm not – I haven't been a watch wearer for, you know, many years. I, I used to wear watches, you know, back in high school and I think I stopped after that. But it actually is really handy just to have the time on your wrist as well. I know that sounds simple and that sounds stupid. <laughs> nope. But just having it there and going, okay, it's 9.37 right now. That's that's useful information. Actually, you, you kind of threw me for a loop, Yasmin, because I thought I thought you said that you left your, your you'd also left your watch inside. So I was expecting you to say, oh. but it was great because I'd left a window open, so I was able to yell, <laughs> "Okay, material <laughs> message, husband, come home. I left my keys in the house." 
That would make it even better. And then, and then the nice, the nice person, the nice fire department and ambulance that comes that your neighbors call to come pick you up can probably use their axe to open the thing up. Uh, if, if I'm going to settle on one thing, it really is that you have no idea how disruptive your phone is being to your peace of mind until you have something protecting you from that disruption. And I can honestly say that I have all the things that I want out of my technology when I have this uh, Motorola device on my wrist and none of the things that make my life more stressful about it. And uh, you're going to have, I promise you, you're going to have an awful first couple of weeks with it, whether it's in, no matter what smartwatch it is, no matter who makes it and what operating system it runs. But the great thing is that every single, I love how with Android Wear, when an app gives you a notification that why, why, that's now why is the Domino's Pizza app sending me a notification <laughs> letting me know that it's now 5 o'clock and I can get three free pieces of crazy bread with every order of a – with, with, with that notification right on your wrist, you swipe once to the left, once again, and you'll see a button saying block this app forevermore. And you spend the first two weeks – Essentially, every time your 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 watch annoys you the way that the phone annoys you, you simply make sure that that app can never do that again, or make sure that that contact will never be uh, that that email will never uh, show up in your watch again. And by the time you're uh, by the end of the first month, you've got everything dialed in just right, where the watch is only for stuff that is so important that you would want to know about it right now, and it's doing nothing but help you, and it's doing nothing to stress you out. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to, uh, Apple releasing watch 2.0, but I'm really looking forward to like another week or two from now when I can wear my Moto 360 again, cause I do miss it. So thanks for listening to material. Uh, Russell, where can people find you? I'm rusty shelf on Twitter, just all one word. And, um, I, I, I might even link into the show notes. I, I did write an article a while back about, um, Android wear and, uh, Apple watch. So you can read that at rustyshelf.org as well. And Andy, where can people find you? Uh, best central location is probably uh, just follow my Twitter account. I'm just Anatko, I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T-K-O. Welcome to the club of people that can pronounce and, and spell my name correctly, Anatko. Uh, I also have a, a blog, of course, at Anatko.com, and most of my tech writing is up at suntimes.com, the website of the Chicago Sun-Times. And I am at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. And you can join the thousands of new Android users who are trying to figure out who is Yasmin Evian. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter at, at Material Podcast and email feedback to materialpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at relay.fm forward slash material. And we really do read each one of your feedback, emails, and comments and tweets. So let us know what you think. Until next time, stay material. Even the hurtful ones. We read the hurtful Aww. ones. We don't have assistants that, hi- that protect us from the hurtful tweets. Oh. You know who you are. We have our eye on you. And chickens <laughs> with laser eyes. If you walk out your door and you find a giant fridge from Australia... You know what that means. <laughs> open <laughs> the, open fridge. the fridge. It's free. it's free. How can you not open a free fridge? <laughs> free fridges for all. Filled with koalas and laser chickens. Burk-ark.